Welcome to episode number 22 of Developer Menage, the podcast about developing software in the 21st century directly from Vienna, Austria. Developer Melange brings you regular discussions about everything software development. You can find us online on developermelange.github.io and you can follow us on Twitter via at devmelange. That's Steph, M-E-L-A-N-G-E. We are very keen on learning what you think about this show or the podcast itself. So please reach out for us on Twitter or leave your comments on our website. We appreciate all of your feedback. And now, here are your hosts. I'm Peter Kofler, the Code Cop. Obviously, I'm fanatic about code quality. My name is Christian Haas. I'm a developer who embraces extreme programming. And today, our guest is again uh, Gerald Bauer. Hi, Gerald. Hello. Hi. Hi. Thanks for inviting um, me. I remember, do you remember when we first met? I think it was uh, several years ago. Uh, maybe even five or more years ago. And back then, you had this, uh, you were working with open data. I remember you had like a sports database and you even had a beer database, right? While you were working on that. So what, what, what's that? What's yeah, open data? Yeah, I started with the, uh, with the football database. And then the principle was if you want to share a library, an old golden rule is um, to make it usable, you should have at least three applications using your library. And so uh, I had the... If you, if you use open data, or the idea of open data is um, like open source, so that the data is, uh, the license is free, so you're free to, uh, to use the data. And in difference from open source, usually if you have a database license, the best database license usually, or that I recommend, it's called a public domain, or the zero license. Which means, you know, if you import your data into a database and then you import more data, then you don't want to uh, get into mixing different licenses. And so the best license is the zero license or the public domain, which basically means uh, there's no license and you can do whatever you want. And one part of uh, open data is, is like about... Uh, about the copyright, you know, if you have a database, let's say you have a country list, you know, can you claim that uh, you you have the ownership of this country list? And with the, some, they want to sell you everything. But an example is, let's say you have the Bundesliga or the English Premier League, and you have just a list of the next match day, you know. Are you allowed to publish? These are just facts. Mm -hmm. But are you allowed to publish this as uh, open data with a free license? Can you give it away? You're not the Premier League. And so that was a famous case where the, the Premier League or the, the Sky and Murdoch, they claim, you know, if you're using uh, the future match days, you know, mm -hmm. you have to license and you have to pay. <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous if somebody tells you, you know, mm -hmm. my daughter is called, um, is called uh, Alice or is called, uh, let's say, uh, Frida. And then if you call your daughter Alice, you know, you have to license the name Alice or where does it stop, you know? Do you mm -hmm. have to license uh, every English word? And so the idea of open data is, one part is uh, it's still in, in its infancy. 
not as open source now it is in the, the big corporation. It's Facebook, Google, pretty popular. But if you ask, I work at a, a big insurance company and it's ridiculous. You know, they have zero, they have big data initiatives, they have a big, big data lake. Mm-hmm. And data is the new gold, you know. Mm-hmm. But if anybody, a free society needs uh, open data, you know, who is uh, getting paid, or not only who's getting paid, but work it, you get, you said you are a code quality uh, freak. Mm-hmm. And so I, in a sense, I'm a, a data quality freak because sometimes, you know, let's say a country list or football data, you m- might find some. Uh, open data, but the same as in, in machine learning, you know, if you find some data, you want not just some data, but you want quality data. Mm-hmm. And it's extremely hard, you know, because um, a famous Austrian uh, uh, race car driver, Nicky Lauda, he had the tagline is like, who, uh, who has something to give away for free? <laughs> So the joke is, yeah, open data, why does it not work? You know, where is there no open data? It's like, what would you get out of giving away um, the, uh, your, your data? For an example, I, I had a, a beer list, the open, or still, I have the open beer database, where you get, let's say, you're looking for good beer in, in Vienna or in Austria, or good beer in Colorado, or, or good beer in Belgium. And they're not, let's say, in Austria, there are 200 breweries. Where can I get like a license-free list of the breweries in Austria? Or where can I get the list of the pubs in Austria? Simple things, you know. It's almost the joke is on the internet, you can find everything, you know. But if you look for open data, let's say uh, when I started it now maybe eight years ago, there was the World Cup in, in Brazil. Mm-hmm. I and, remember that. That's and so the, the World Cup in Brazil, basically, the, the tagline is, it's the biggest sport event of the world. One billion, which is one uh, 1,000 million people are watching the final. And uh, football is the, the most popular sport, except in the United States, <laughs> but in many other in hundreds of countries. And so, and every, every, every newspaper, every television station, everybody has a website and information about the World Cup. And then the, the, the information is not so much. They had, let's say, the finals, 65 games in, in Brazil for the final rounds. With maybe there were six groups. And then if you ask, okay, I want to do like a small, uh, small uh, World Cup code a small World Cup application that shows me what what games are upcoming mm-hmm. or what games are today and so on. And then, of course, I want all, I want just the 60, the teams that take part and the 65 matches, which is a tiny data set. And they're like, it's the biggest sport event in the world, hundreds of countries. And it's, if you Google, you, you go to Google and you search, okay, open data, Football World Cup Brazil or the last one. And you add the data format, JSON. Let's say you want to have a, a JSON data file of all the matches coming up and license uh, free. And the, the joke was and still is it's 
pretty much it's it's not you you, you will not find anything <laughs> and then uh, a couple of years later the choke was uh, four years later after brazil the world cup what was the next one uh, in russia last year in russia so i, I have i gave a talk on the world cup in, in in russia for open data and then if you google football world cup jason on google <laughs> Then who do you think are the, the big, on Google, according to Google, who are the big data providers, you know? And the joke is, you know, there you have 10 links on, on the Google main page, and I have like eight, eight links out of 10 on Football World Cup open data. It might be my little bubble <laughs> and might be different in, uh, in Argentina if you do a Google search, but it's, it's such as a ridiculous state, you know? So you're saying that you had the only uh, open data for that? There's the, the only, uh, yeah, there's no, even for, for such... Um, oh, there is no open data there, for There's that. no open data for the football. If you ask the, the FIFA or anybody, you know, they are not, because it's the new goal, they want to sell it. And the, the FIFA, for example, uh, the Football World Association, they at least, they had a mobile application, which is pretty popular. And somebody, in a sense, hacked the. Mm -hmm. the they didn't the hack the. Feed, they, yeah. they didn't hack the application, but on the website they have a FIFA API without a, a key, and so you you could use you know, and it was published not by FIFA itself, but it was not you know they didn't shut down or the people using it they didn't uh, monitor or in a sense, but it's it's not real you know. But not to blame the FIFA to go back to Vienna or the, the public broadcasting, the, the UDRI, or not the UDRI, OF, the television station, or the, all the newspapers, you know, yeah, the progressive newspapers, like what, let's say, uh, they are in the information business, you know. Mm -hmm. There is, uh, it's not just, it was, uh, when it started with the open data, it was fashionable, you know, to say, you know, I'm a taxpayer. I pay the government, you know, I'm the guy who, or, you know, pay the, that these bureaucrats can work and it's all my money. So if they produce any data, you know, and they are corrupt, you know, they should open, they should publish all the data, mm -hmm. you know, from the government, this should be open data. Mm -hmm. So I can use it for free and help the economy. So there was a big push, you know, from the private to lobby for that the government uh, uh, opens the data. And the good part, of course, we live in a democracy. And so they actually, uh, they were pretty responsive, you know. The uh, city of Vienna, for example, they are fantastic, you know. You can get a list of all the trees in Vienna. You can get a list of all the public toilets in, uh, in Vienna. So they actually, they publish a lot of open data. So the government, in a way, you know, it's not perfect, but they are pretty much, you know, they are the avant-garde. So is, is then the open data mostly a thing of governments and or private people? And so it's only for the government because it gets lobbied, you know, and then they should keep, but if you, let's say, you go to, the, uh, to a big bank, you know, and tell the big bank, you know, uh, open or you go to the football uh, association in Austria and you know publish you know what you go to a football cup Austria Wiener, publish the data you know and they will tell you you know not directly fuck off but they will tell you know that yeah they will look into it and then you will not hear back you know I was at a meetup 
a funny meetup in uh, the Linux, uh, Linux days once a year. And at the Linux day, there was the, uh, the head of information from the Kunsthistorisches, from the Museum of mm -hmm. Arts, um, the famous collection in, in, in Vienna. And they have, before they had all the list collections, curators, they had the list of all items they have on paper. And, you know, from the Habsburg, fantastic uh, quality uh, catalogs. And now, of course, all this uh, collection catalogs and quality data is uh, digitalized. You mm -hmm. know? And then his vision or his, he wanted to, you know, he's a system administrator, but a low rank, you know, mm -hmm. he's not the curator or the director of the collection. But he had the vision, you know, or the, that, okay, we have all this great collection, but, and it's public, you know, it should be, a, it's a public institution. And why not, you know, publish this as open data? Because there are some actually, I think at the museum in, um, in Los Angeles, the Griffith, what's the, they have fantastic uh, open data initiative. So they are- with the catalog, so they are publishing in, in, in the catalog. In Los, Los Angeles with um, museum, you know, mm -hmm. if you want to have quality arts and uh, from antique and also modern. But in this case, he wanted to, you know, I can publish, you know, instantly, but because he was just a lowering, of course he needs the permission from the director, and his story was basically that director, so some, uh, is basically, he treats the collection as his private property, and if you want to check the collection, basically, yeah, you have to invite to London, you know, to New York for a dinner, and, you know, the only way you can get access to the collection is to invite to invite and dine the director, you know, that's because the director wants to control the access. That is his mm -hmm. power, and you know they they will not give up. But this is just uh, like one. It's not a what's saying not, not an extreme case, but it's just human nature. You know? that of so do you do you think then? But this, do you think that the open data then is like uh, is like a stopped initiative, or is it like dead, or what? What's happening here? Because I exactly remember this time that you said, and also remember that on, on, on public spaces, so it's, you can could download the data. So what's the status now? So the, the, I think the status now is that there is, let's say, um, that it's no longer the open government data is no longer the, the big fashion or the trend for the hipsters. Now it's it's the on the contrary, you know, there's a digital data protection mm -hmm. and privacy. So all the is hogging the, the attention with uh, face with the privacy, uh, privacy abuse. Mm -hmm. But and, and this so but the, the, the good part is um, the good part is there's some small initiatives uh, basically pragmatic and the idea is to improve the tools for publishing data. And also if you want to reuse import because it's kind of the irony is we are the internet age and the mobile network fifth generation and everything is getting faster and faster. But let's say, do you think what's the most popular open data format that's getting used? JSON probably, as you said, right? So the, the most popular by me is uh, the comma separated values oh. format. Mm -hmm. 
for because basically it's uh, spreadsheets yeah. uh, exported or export from database. And then another funny part is what's let's say what's the number two. If you go, let's say there are some uh, data open data portal USA. Mm -hmm. They might let's say they have. Uh, 25,000 data sets mm -hmm. and then you can click you know it's a catalog and you can click I want to see from this 25,000 data sets they have it by data format you mm -hmm. know and then see like 15,000 CSV comma separate values but let's say guess what's the the, the number two XML. it's not JSON so XML so the, the, the joke is it's uh, it's called a PDF you know ah. uh, because <laughs> imagine if you're a bureaucrat you know your definition, they have no understanding what is a data format, you know, or what is CSV, because the CSV also is, you know, they are just exporting their the spreadsheet. And so the other one is, you know, instead of a, a Word document, so they export their documents as a PDF document. Okay, export. I would have guessed that they at least take the document and then scan it. And then uh, you have the big image yeah, as it would a PDF. Be, it would be even worse if it's an image. So I think the good part is, that's maybe a joke on the on the programmers that not well known is PDF actually is a text format. <laughs> so you you would argue you could argue you know if it's not uh, embedded images that PDF I mean you cannot reconstruct. You can't really. Uh -huh. But it, at its core, it's kind of a, a text format if you want to argue. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a disaster. Yeah, if you want it's to a argue. disaster. But it's and you can't really uh, get the data out of it. And know. so the, the the JSON format, even though it's super popular, it's also a bubble in a way that it's JSON. Of course, is the number one leader for microservices or web services or services. But as a as, as a data open long storage format still the the all the comma separate values format it's the it's the absolute champion and i'm a big believer you know i love uh, the csv format but one joke about the csv format is where is the standard you know if you tell people uh, i use the csv and then why don't you use csv because one joke of, of the JSON is, you know, JSON started not by a bureaucracy and not by Apple, Facebook, or a big corporation. So the JSON started, you know, a nobody created the, his own format because he was, uh, he was uh, disillusioned or XML was the, the fashion and everybody was pushing XML and he was extremely um, uh, dissatisfied or XML was not working. For the for the online services, and so this guy put, took it on himself, you know, to create the the JSON. But the irony now is, you know, it's that there are seven international standards of JSON. <laughs> There's an ISO standard. There is an ECMA standard. There is an Internet uh, Request for Comments uh, JSON standard, and there are a couple of more. So you could argue, you know, it's the best standardized. Uh, <laughs> format. But now, if you ask, is there is there anything is an ISO standard for the most popular format? Everybody's using millions of datasets. Is there anything for comma separate values? You know, and if you, if you go, uh, some people they will tell you, oh, you know, there is a, a internet uh, request for comments about CSV. Is there? Okay. And then yeah, there there is, and then. People tell you, you know, if you argue, there's, a, you see, 
there, this is a standard. And then you open up on the, on the internet. That's the great part. These are requests for comments. They get actually published as a simple text documents. Mm -hmm. And then it, 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 uh, if you read the first paragraph, it's not telling you because the farm parties, they actually have April uh, Fool's jokes, you know, as requests for comments. So I'm not a teapot, yeah? Mm -hmm. There's the UTF-9 uh, encoding and the UTF-18 uh, encoding. These are uh, jokes. And so it's not all, it's not, it's almost uh, a April Fool's joke, but it's not, you know, if you read the first paragraph, it tells you this is, is a, a memo and it's not uh, a standard or anything else. But just by the fact that it's an RFC and the bitter or the great part is, it's, I think it's um, two pages. So it's not, you know, it's not massive, but it's like uh, extremely small and, and a random guy from Pennsylvania, you know, he also, he tried to do the same with SQL. This was of course a big failure. He did an RFC on trying to standardize SQL by posting a memo. But of course he was completely, this memo is completely ignored because it's way more complex. But this CSV or uh, uh, RFC gets, gets used uh, as a, that it's a standard. And for open data freaks or for myself, this is actually, it's pretty, uh, what's the name? Uh, it's a disaster that it, this misconception, because why is it a disaster? Because the format that gets described in this RFC is uh, super strict mm. and it has no, uh, no relation to the reality because the reality is the CSV formats that, or the data files that are out, you know, do you have lots of variations? Mm. It's even when, when you but try to import it, even when you try to import a CSV file into yeah. Excel, you get the various options, how it's to be separated, what the separating yeah. character is, the spacing, fix. And, and so to, to, uh, to defend or in honor of this, um, of this private initiative, which is great in a way, it was basically the idea was to document the Excel spreadsheet export format. Mm -hmm. from Microsoft and that it's written up but it's written up you know if you export from Microsoft Excel these strict rules you know they give you good results yeah? but it's it's uh, it cannot handle uh, Unicode characters you know if you read it uh, by the letter but the, now the the, 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 the the worst part is what has happened this was maybe 15 years ago you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in internet time 15 years you know we have big data, everything data, but where are the initiatives, you know, to improve the best format we have? HTML gets improved and nobody does anything to CSV. Yeah? One argument is not saying, okay, we are lazy bastards. Huh? The argument for saying we are lazy bastards is basically is saying it's too late, you know. I had a couple of initiatives and all I get back is, you know, it's too late, you know. You are 20, 20 years too late you know, to improve CSV and, and so on and so forth. But the funny part, um, for example, is um, um, do you think like how many uh, CSV specification new um, do exist? How many new CSV formats? New CSV formats? Have you heard uh, CSV uh, 
this uh, JSON encodings. No. So one fun funny part is you know that is if you uh, if you know the data format the YAML data format, mm -hmm. then uh, the YAML data format was created I think before JSON, yeah. And so, but then they they, they improved the YAML format. When JSON got more and more popular, and the idea of of YAML basically was that JSON uh, basically is a subset of YAML, which is you know if you use a, a JSON uh, file, now a, a modern YAML a JSON file is also a, a YAML. It's, it's compatible, and okay. it's it's a subset of. Uh, and so, the other one is if you look at a, CSV file, and then what do you see? You know, and with the, these people working on tooling for uh, for data tools, they found out that basically, if you have a JSON array, you know, what is a JSON array? If you put away the array brackets, then you get a list of of strings separated by commas. And so, if you put one JSON array in a single line. New line delimited, so one format is called a JSON um, array delimited, and there are many others variants. But the idea is super simple. Is uh, as mentioned that the, if somebody complains, it, there's no standard. The JSON is the most specified uh, format. Mm -hmm. Then you can use the JSON encoding rules and a subset, which is the the JSON array. And then all you do is your your CSV file basically is using uh, JSON arrays, you know. So there are different variants, yeah? and they are actually they are getting used. If you know the, the dot, really, uh, for Sorry. for streaming data. It's really because weird. It's, it's and so I have my initiative. It's called uh, JSON Labs CSV because most of these formats. They focus on the JSON part, so it's JSON uh, new line delimited JSON arrays, and that's everything JSON. And CSV doesn't uh, show up in the name of the format. So I have my format. It's called this variant is called JSON uh, CSV laughs, and it's on GitHub. GitHub CSV specs is the organization, and it has different specifications and standards for CSV modern versions. And one version is um, CSV loves JSON, and so I got the feedback: is okay. How can I use this in the enterprise with the heart? You know, <laughs> this format is like okay. CSV loves JSON, but it's not going to fly. But no, the I thing is, the heart in the name, the heart in the name. But you can use it with a three. You know, it's not the emoji, but you can the ASCII version. Ah, okay. And so. But the JSON is still uh, usually what you want to do is you don't want to have uh, for a human format you need uh, you need comments. That's the same with the JSON. So the the funny part about JSON is there's an initiative or there are many initiatives. It's like the inventor of JSON. He said you know there is JSON version one zero, but there's no version one zero. Because JSON is done forever, you know. He's not; it's frozen. He will never ever touch it anymore, you know. It it will not change forever. 
And but people nowadays, you know, if you have a format for humans, and it's getting used everywhere for configuration, not just for data interchange. And if you want to edit, the first thing you want to have is comments, you know. And there, there's there are no comments in in JSON. It would be easy to add, but the it's too late, you know. The inventor says there's no JSON. So for example, I started um, the, an initiative and I posted a specification which was, was not the first one. There are lots of JSON extensions and mm -hmm. variants, and it was called JSON 1.1. And then some guy wrote back, it's like, that's news, you know? He didn't know there is a JSON 1.0 or a JSON 1.1. But then the mindset currently is uh, these, um, what looks like, you know, simple, super simple details, you know? But that's the, the, the state of not just open data, the, the way to brand it is frictionless data, you know. If you want to import data, export data, it should get, you know, you want a country list super smooth and the tooling and everything. But nothing, you know, is, is going to happen. Sometimes, you know, same as in government, you know, you, want, you don't want to improve the hard work and existing, if you have an existing format, and you just improve an existing format. Yeah? You, if you improve it, what, what do you get out of it? Yeah? You don't get any uh, fame. You're not the inventor, you know, and you're just fixing bugs. Yeah? It's more fun, you know? Why not, you know, you create a new format, then you are the father of this format, and you get all fame, fortune, and rich, you know? So they, everybody, you know, is creating new formats, new formats, and all this old, uh, who, who is taking care? Of, of these uh, working, uh, working horses. I already see a no formats and formats maximizer group separation <laughs> here. No. And also who gets, so I'm maybe <laughs> I, I get excited. So at the part is who gets excited about uh, CSV or about data formats. So it's kind of, yeah, I think that's, uh, it's a, a big, big. Uh, I think the problem of picture. universal data format is, is here. Right? All, especially with old formats, because old formats are like they're lost to us, and we still want to use the data maybe. And but one part of course is if you have, you cannot, you have to accept the real world. And so, as you said, usually there already exists lots of data, and you cannot, you have to accept, you know, to import all the data exists. You have to import what's 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 there. But one fun, funny part is. For the open data, is the best format is um, that's pretty unknown, but it's the most popular data container because one quest is to have a data package. You know the idea is if you have now the JSON node modules and they are super successful, they're like more than a million um, um, node modules. You know, and if you a hello world, <laughs> it's a black hole. Just to say hello world, you install fifteen thousand node mm -hmm. modules. But on the other hand, you know, it, it's a, it was super successful. It's the biggest package manager and package repository. And so the idea was, you know, we take the same thing. Yeah, We have a JSON description mm -hmm. of the data package. Mm -hmm. And instead of having the NPM, we have data package. And all you have to do is, you know, uh, you have instead of package JSON, you have the data package JSON. Mm -hmm. And so this is the frictionless uh, initiative and they have even they have tooling in JavaScript and they have in Python. And but they do, have they, have, but the do they have data also? And that, data hub. 
and they, they have even they are curating you know core reference data countryless co co2 um, um, the biggest companies in the world co2 uh, emissions uh, and gold price and uh, the us dollar price bitcoin price and so they have like uh, on data hub io maybe um, 500 curated and, and a couple of reference but the point is you know they they are trying extremely hard they are getting grants because they mm -hmm. are non-profits and so they are getting grants from uh, from the Ford Foundation or from Knight Rider and other new so they that's pretty good so they are but the other it's like a tiny drop you know mm -hmm. and they are they are publishing maybe fifth and nothing now they they are running this 10 years maybe you know and um, the same part is uh, when I met Peter or something, I started the open beer database mm. on GitHub. Because the idea was on GitHub, you know, the, the myth is everybody can contribute. You know, there was like, like a Wikipedia for beer. And if you know a good beer, you just send a pull request, you know. And you think in this 10 years, you know, how many pull requests did I get, you know? <laughs> well, it's uh, probably a very sad story, right? And so uh, I didn't get a single uh, pull request, you know? Not a not, single? Not okay. even my mother. I cannot blame her, you know, <laughs> because she doesn't do a pull request on GitHub. Oh, so she but, doesn't, but she does beer or she also doesn't do no, beer? No, she, she drinks beer too. <laughs> but the part is, you know, even this data hub, high profile, uh, it's the best, uh, and all the foundations and, and whatever. But they are not getting any, you know, nobody is adding data. Uh, because as Nikki Lauda said, you know, what what would you get out, you know? So is that like... If you answer? give it away, you get, what's your benefit of giving away data for what, you know? Do you think that's like my answer to the initial question? So is, is the open data initiative dying or is it already dead? And capitalism destroyed it and so they, i think the, the good idea the, the focus now is um, not so much on open data the focus is on the on the tooling and so there are step by step it, it's it, it's improving because of course one one part is the big the big centralized uh, data collection you know this uh, i don't believe in this the wikidata project for example the idea of the wikidata project is one big database for everything you know mm -hmm. all the open data in, in one, one place in one place you know which sounds great but you know how how do you get the quality if random people import who's going to update and taking care that this slice is having good quality and so my vision in a way is that uh, decentralized to have small small collection and that's also the vision from the data hub and the frictionless data in initiative that you focus instead of focusing you know on on this uh, high profile uh, killer data sets to focus on, on on the on the tooling and then you know when you uh, have small data sets you know and millions of or thousands of small data sets over time you know they, they will appreciate use more and more and share if it's uh, but the, the progress, yeah, the progress is extremely, uh, extremely slow. So to summarize, if I understood you correctly, you are hoping that when the tooling is much better, maybe open data will come back. 
because uh, the data of uh, data is is the the new gold for machine learning and yeah. for everything. And so the last word maybe is this: is the the pri I'm a big fan of private initiative. Or John F. Kennedy said, you know, there is what can the country uh, do for me? Mm -hmm. So the people asking, and the same part is here. Like they are coming. I want a country list. I want this reference list. Everybody or the people they are demanding. I want this data set. I want this data set. But the idea is, if you want a data set and it doesn't exist, then the best uh, change would be you know, you start. It doesn't have to be you know complete, but this would be the wish or motivation. Yeah, you start with this data list. You know, it could be you know the best operas or the whatever is your interest but instead of complaining yeah but it's extremely uh, yeah but that's the hope that the tooling gets better one great tool is uh, actually github or git is a great tool not for big data but for small data publishing it's actually uh, fantastic and they are great one uh, great project is this open street map is an exception with extremely high quality and they have uh, every country you know they have small community and meetups which is pretty amazing you know the, the, the high quality of the open street map uh, and it started you know it started in england and the guy was asking the government i want the uh, i want the open data for my district for this uh, for this uh, you know landscape and they didn't give give it to him and so he said okay i have this gps mobile phone i start collecting my data and, and publishing and the fun part about the open street map if you look at the data model as a programmer you know how many tables do you think it has you know? and when it started it just has you know the point and the, it has three tables you know to for the whole world because it's geographic data <laughs> mm -hmm. you just need a point and a, a square and uh, I think an edge or something, you know. But they, initially, I think the line was the only shape. I think now they might have three or four shapes. But it's still, you know, the, the database is amazing. And the same is with the tooling. The, the hard part is in open data or in, in programming uh, in general is uh, going back to the roots and the simplicity, you know. Because enterprise, they want enterprise portals, data portals, but you know the the simple tools, the simple formats. That's would be uh, so. Oh yeah, sorry. Op open data is well and alive <laughs> because there's no uh, the joke is you know there's the no code the no code movement. <laughs> I work at a big uh, insurance company, and the vision is is the the no code future. You know digital transformation, and the of course everything is going to be digital, and there's the robot automation and uh, the code write itself and so the same part you know it's ridiculous there's no uh, digital digital transformation without code you know but what, that, that's probably an excellent topic for another but the other part is, you another know, without data you know <laughs> especially if you ask us as developers yeah. so what about the, but the other part is you know code is also meaningless without data you know and so data is the core of uh, of the digital and so, Datenverarbeitung. It's and like, so, what would oh, be the English one? Data processing? Yeah, it's like what we do, basically. And so, if you want a free society, you know, you need uh, free, data. free code and free data. Cool.
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Uh, now my head is spinning. Um, <laughs> much data. Too much data. Too much data. Too much data. Yeah. So, do we have any data on local events? Local events. Yes, we have the Global Day of Code Retreat coming up in November. If uh, we still have open uh, seats at this point. So yes, because we don't even have a reservation. Well, the, well, we have a reservation, and uh, then the question is whether or not there will be still be open seats. So, if you're interested in the ability to do deliberate practice of either programming skills and or the social skills or whatever skills you are interested in regarding programming. The Overdiff Code Retreat is the perfect way. It's on two days, on Friday and on a Saturday in November. And an ideal place to get connected with the local community as well. A great part, maybe I can mention this one. I'm not a big fan of the one big database for everything. But actually, the Wikipedia Austria office, they have a workshop every twice, I think twice a month, mm. Wikidata. So there's a, a great, uh, I think a French uh, guy living in Austria, in Vienna, and he does every uh, every Wednesday at five o'clock, I think, every second week. He, he tries to, you know, promote and invite people that they learn about Wikidata, and he does hands-on, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, hands-on showing you know, how you can do queries using the Sparkle, which is uh, uh, SQL, and then it can show you... Know, well, the Sparkle uh, is the RDF, all, right? All, all so all it's a semantic query, isn't it? Sparkle basically is... Uh, is because it's, it's a semantic... Yeah, uh, semantic query. So you said it's like Wikimedia workshop? It, it's uh, hosted by the Wikimedia office yeah. free in, um, in Josefstadt. And it, I think it's at least once, once a month on Wednesday at, at five o'clock. I will see if I can get a link and put it in. Because the, the Wikipedia itself, I think they have, as a tradition at the Wikimedia office, they have uh, the free drop in every Wednesday. That's, I think that's the, the day. Okay, we'll figure it out. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Gerald, for joining us and telling thank us about you. formats and data. Thank you, thank you. And as for us, we will see you in two weeks again when we team up for another cup of delicious developer melange.